Thank you for that intro music over there. Uh, this is The Layover, The Secret Life of Flight Attendants, and we are in Atlanta. ATL is the code. And we've been drinking a lot of... Actually, it hasn't even been a lot. It was only a bottle or two. But... Um, so what you're hearing now is nice and relaxed and nice and Prosecco feeling and it. And we found out a new secret is, is uh, Prosecco and red wine. It's delicious. So welcome. This is the Secret Life Flight Tennis. I'm with, I'm with two of my amazing, amazing classmates. They are here on my layover because I told you how um, I usually arrive at the hotel and I do my security checks, my safety check under the bed, behind the curtain in the bathroom. <laughs> and I told you I try to pick my layover based on, based on where I know people. <laughs> so I'm so happy that you two have also finished trips and aren't working, and so you can come reune with me. Happy one-year anniversary, y'all. Yes, reune. Anniversary. <laughs> Yes, we are feeling it. It's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. This is great. Because I was telling them how it's really lonely being a flight attendant when you don't have, one, anyone to travel with, two, anybody on your flight benefits that can come because our seniority is so low that no one can make it on trips. But then if you don't know anybody in the city and your crew isn't cool to hang out with, then it's like you're just by yourself there. So I'm so happy y'all here. Hi, hey, Boos. How y'all doing? Thank you, <laughs> Thank you for choosing us, Atlanta. Thank you for choosing us. Exactly. Choosing this amazing, amazing layover as many times as I've been to Atlanta. And it was funny because the whole time during training, I was trying to go to strip clubs, <laughs> which you can attest to. <laughs> Me trying to get to the strip club <laughs> the entire time because you don't like to go. And no one was here for my strip club yeah. adventure, so I still have yet to um, accomplish that oh, and make it. I went one time. I went to Blue Flame, but I didn't make it to you Magic City to Monday. I didn't make it to a bunch of other places. We are not going tonight, uh, even though my pickup is later, wait, y'all. I'm about to say you can crawl in. At Do you hear 3 this? Do you hear this peer pressure? You ain't gotta be up until that six hours of sleep. That's Do you hear day. this peer pressure right you can here? Do this. It's ridiculous. I love it. It's so fun. It's so and actually, I didn't record the last layover when I was here at the short layover for Atlanta. We were all together again and had oh my gosh, we talked. Oh, I didn't get to tell y'all. We talked and laughed so much. It was crazy. Um, we had so much fun. Really catching up. Because you used to be in New York, and now you're in Atlanta. You're in Atlanta. One of my crew members said, when I got back on the, on the trip the next day, they were like, were you, were y'all screaming or hollering? And I said, yes, we were. I said, you were on the stand. We had a ball. We were catching up. We were in there crying, catching up with people that done got fired since training. Just all kinds of stuff. That. He said, you know what? I heard y'all yelling, and I thought, what game are they watching? He said he got up, turned the TV on, and started going through the channels because he thought he was missing the game. We were so loud. And I cried about it. I said, yo, we had so much fun. I was like, you don't understand. I miss it. Through. I was like, he should definitely yeah. come through. And that would have been funny because he had just transferred from Detroit. So he like an OG, triple OG. And he doesn't know anything about New York culture. So this was his first New York trip. And, I mean, he was in there trying to cut 
service standard shorts. He was like, um, I came out the bathroom, right? And he had prepped two snacks. And I'm looking at him like, we're going Atlanta to New York. Guaranteed four snacks. All the passengers know what they're supposed to get. Why are there four snacks? I mean, why are there only two snacks? And he was like, nah, this is what I wanted to give him. I said, no, 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 Detroit. I said, this isn't about you. I said, these people know what they want, and they want one of everything, and they want two of all the drink selections and one of every snack. I was like, sir, no. Right, exactly. I was like, you're not, this is not the time for you to make up what you want to do. And I was crying because the whole trip, he was just like not prepping what was necessary. I'm like, you don't know how New York does. I said, oh, we gonna, you going to learn today. You are going to learn on this show. So that was hilarious. But, but yeah. They'd be talking about, like, in New York and the different bases. Right. Like, man. It's really a different culture, the base you go to. But, really but there are certain things, it's like, you're not going to skimp on this yeah. because they know. They know. And they, know. And they, and ask they will you, ask you. Excuse oh, me. My, where mom? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> if there's two services on a flight, there's times that people don't know there's supposed to be two services, and there are actual times when we will lose a whole hour of flight and not know, and the pilots just be like, oh, we about to land. Or, like, you have an hour left, and we'll go, oh, shoot, and we'll scramble, maybe try to do a service. Mm-hmm. If there's turbulence, we're not doing a second service. Mm-hmm. This guy does not put snacks on the cart for the second service. And I was like, what are you... What are you doing? Like, we need the snacks. I said, now what we do is, we, I'm not going to ask you if you want one. What I'm going to say is, do you want something, anything else, before we land? Therefore, you could ask me for a drink and a snack, and I'm going to have it there. So what I'm not going to be doing is running to the back to get a snack because you know what we have, and you're going to ask for it. I was like, sir, What? You are not. I was like, we're not doing this the Detroit way. We're doing this the New York way. So that's just been interesting. Flying, flying with people. Have you guys had any transfers into Atlanta? Because I'm, I'm up in New York, and y'all are in Atlanta now since you left me, and I'm sad about that. Have you noticed any people that you have flown with that has been like, you ain't from this region. You don't know how we do things around her. What I get, basically, is people saying that, uh, yeah, we're from New York. We don't rotate. I don't like that rotating stuff. So oh, like, yeah. Oh, we're not going to do it. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, but we're in Atlanta, so we're so going to rotate. rotate. Yes. Sorry. I'm not going to be sitting in that seat the whole yeah. trip. That's not going to happen. That's true. Yeah, yeah. We're assigned certain jump seats and positions based on our trips and... Uh, depending on where your base is located, some bases rotate, some bases will keep their same jump seat in position throughout a one, a two day, three day trip. And I'm about that rotation life. Cause, well, no, I'm not because that's Atlanta. I like staying in my place because I learned my position that, well. Until you get that nah, greeting boom. position. All, the time, all three trips, trip. but that's what I know. Yeah. But that's what I look at the rotation and I go, I don't. Do I want to do this three three times a day for three days? And I'm like, no. A base that rotates. Mm-hmm. When you do, when you rotate, it's a different world. It's a different world. You know what helps is that you don't. You know how you look at sometimes look at a rotation. You look at seniority because you go, oh, I can choose where I want to be, or I know right. I can be at this door the mm-hmm. whole time. Mm-hmm. worry about that you may like people will choose based on oh i have to, a doctor's appointment i've seen this i gotta mm-hmm. be off the plane right away so they want to be so in the front be on the front on the last day right they, don't worry about they, they right behind that last passenger they're gone, gone right you don't need to see them 
And then there are people that are like, it's a 90 on the last day. I need to be a telephone. Mm-hmm. See, That's all big. this plotting. And so you get that. But what's nice is, is there are days when I'm the person in the back setting up the gallery. Right. And that's uh, there's there and I don't have to worry about boarding until the last fifteen minutes. Right. And that feels good. Okay. I can't even lie about that. There are days I'm back there. So that's something to think about. I got the snacks going. See that's something to think about. Your duties, your work duties. It's like chores. It's like do I wanna do this every time on a three day trip? Or do I wanna kinda, you know, shuffle it up a little bit, switch it up a little bit. On day three. you ready to kill people at the front likely, door? <laughs> I was. I, I got turned last night <laughs> on day three. And day three, you're Nine like, please like put me in the bag. So don't I let don't me be seen. Be sitting at the front. Hey, how are you? How you doing? Hey, Welcome hey, aboard. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Especially not with that 4 a.m. pickup. Uh, in Vegas. In not that Hi. 4 a.m. pickup <laughs> in Vegas. Okay. Okay. I see. It, I see. It change, it's different when you experience it because mm-hmm. I, was, I was hesitant to it. The more you know. So we want to hear about um, what it's like to be on the other end of the social media camera when there is a crazy passenger and you know you've done absolutely nothing wrong to garner this attention. How do you handle it? You have the craziest stories and we all just want to fly with you VIP. Now, yeah, what, what's, nah, what's nah, happening nah, in your world? Yeah. So nah, I'm going to just tell Aaron. So we do, we do service, right? And... Uh, I'm in the back, we're breaking down the carts, and I hear, ding. So I'm like, oh, okay, all right. You know, I look down, it's in Comfort Plus, we're about to do, we're about to do a water walk. And so I take the water, so I go up, and I go, hey, sir, can I get you anything, and you, you're okay? He just kind of stares at me, like he straight just stared at me. And I was like, uh, and I, so I point to the call light, and I'm like, what's up? You know, are you okay? And he just stared at me, it was the weirdest thing, so I was like, all right. So I turned the call light off, and I kind of slide creep away. I didn't walk away real fast. I just kind of creeped away, still kind of looking at him. And then he goes, I had that on for a reason. And I was like, all right, so what's your reason? What's going on? What can I help you with? He's like, well, if you give me a minute. And I was like, well, <laughs> sir, you know, I, what can I help you with? I'm still standing here. Well, and so he takes his eyeglasses, and he taps them into my chest. <laughs> Abuse. That is assault. Uh, listen. So <laughs> that is assault. You touch me. I was like, so I, I had, I put my arm up and I was like, don't do that to me. And like very clearly, and I, I got my deepest voice I could get. You know, I was like, <laughs> don't do that to me. And he, man, he was like, don't touch me. Why are you hitting me? Don't touch me. And like he got loud. Y'all, we were going to Phoenix. It was dark in the cabin because it was the last flight out of the base. It was really dark, and he got so loud. And I knew the people next to him were asleep because when I came up for the call, I specifically looked at everybody. And I saw that they were asleep, so I knew it was him. And he got so loud. Like, I know not the people next to him woke up, but I know the person across the aisle because I saw them move and look over. And I was like, no one's hitting you. No one's touching you. But you put your hand, don't, don't put your um, eyeglasses into my chest. He's like, what? You don't touch me. What's your name? What's your name? And I was like, you know what? I'm not even having this conversation with you. So I turn and I walk and I finish my service and I walk to the back. And as I'm doing that, he's like, I'm talking to you. What's your name? So then he, I, 
I continue on. I ignore him. I go straight to the back. I tell my crew. And they're like, don't worry about Aaron. You know what? Why don't you just work the back of the cabin? We'll take it to the front of the cabin so you don't have to be near him. And we can look and see he's up there talking to the flight leader. So flight goes on, blah, blah, blah. We have a, another issue during the flight with a guy who drank too much and took some medication. And he literally slumped over in the aisle. Please, y'all monitor your medication yes. and alcohol because that causes a whole other situation for us, Lord Jesus. It was the craziest thing. <laughs> we we were so scared. We thought he died, and but somebody came by. He's breathing. So we just kept putting him back up. That's all we kept doing was just shifting him up. And on landing, we just let him slump over in the aisle because we were like, whatever. So we get him off the plane. He was the last one to the plane. We had to kind of carry him off to an extent. We get him down, we get him near the gate agent, we sit him down, he forgot all his stuff on the plane, we go get his luggage, his coat, all that stuff, we get there, we drop it off, she's like, we'll try to figure out if we can get somebody here to help him. As we, the crew and I are like, yo, we're laughing, like, what the hell, what type of flight is this? Two seconds later, I hear, Aaron, and I turn and look, and this guy has his phone in my face, no lie. He's like this. You're Aaron. on candid camera. Aaron. You're like beating up on passengers, Aaron. And I was like, <laughs> what? And I just stared at him. I was so caught off guard. I was like, what? And he's like, oh, you like to assault passengers? You like assaulting passengers? Like, dude, no one assaulted you. That's all I said. And then I just shook my head. I didn't say anything else. So I'm, we're walking. The crew and I are like just like blown away. I got... Another crew member over there that's just like, what is going on? He was trying to do it for the gram. Man. <laughs> he was trying to do it for the gram. So he, he's talking. He just kept talking stuff. He's like, I'm gold, I'm gold this, million mile this, blah, blah, blah. And so my other crew member was like, get in line, buddy. Get in line. Get in line. On triple so platinum he, wood out here right. in these It's like, like, okay. Cubic zirconium. Like, cubic zirconium status. You don't know. So he walks like really far ahead. And he turns. He stops recording. And he turns around. And I swear to God, he goes, assault me now. Why don't you assault me now? And so we were just looking like, what? And so then I was like, all right, come on. Like, come on. And he didn't do anything. He just walked off. And so I swear to you, we walk in. He's maybe like 100 feet ahead of me. Like, we can see each other eye to eye. And I have my luggage. And all I did was just just stare at him. And he's staring at me. And he kept looking back. And I just was just looking at him the whole time. And then we were just like, if he was serious, he would have called. Like, like he knows mm-hmm. there was no assault there. Right. And but I'd be like, TSA, excuse me. Well, this passenger me. assaulted me. Like, assaulted me on the flight. And I'm telling you. Y'all don't understand. Oh, we graduated into the year of like catastrophe when it came to PR and, and um, airlines. We literally came out. A week before the United Dragging, we came out. And every week since the United Dragging of the passenger, every week after that, airlines were in the news. So I was just like, oh, my gosh, what is going on? What are we supposed to do? So we're already on edge because we're still stressed from graduating. We're new. We're on probation. It's like so much stuff going on. And the whole thing was like, don't 
end up on social media. Like, that was just the memo. Just don't end up on social that media. That was literally the memo across. Just like, don't, this is, summer, make it out alive and don't end up on social that, media. And the bachelors do know that. And you do try to use it. It's like, we're at work. At the end of the day, we are at work. Like, please don't. Just please yeah. don't. And understand, yes, this is a job, but you have people who are stupid on the job and do stupid things. Like, put animals in overhead bins when <laughs> everyone was dumb that yeah. day. Like, everyone was dumb. There's no way I personally would have done that. That's crazy to me. Yeah. That makes me so sad. But it's like, mean, but like, at, people happens. are people. Like, yeah, people slug, make individual. Slug, stupid, right. Stupid, people make like, individual man. decisions to yeah. do stupid things on both sides, whether it's an employee or it's a passenger or a guest. And I can't deal with it. We just can't. But I'm glad we've survived a we, whole year. That's what I told my manager. I was like, thank you for my one year pin oh, wings. But oh I've been checking. I've been I've been checking for mine. Okay, look, wait a minute. We're gonna talk about we're done talking to him. So this is the layover. Thank you for listening to the secret life of flight attendants. I'm with two delinquents. Obviously, I'm the best person from our class. These two delinquents over here, I can't deal with it. All right. Happy anniversary and goodbye. <laughs> So we've just enjoyed some delicious Ethiopian food. Um, I told you all my layovers are about food. Now, we have gone through the hub of grub to try to get some local food. Now, this isn't the best in Atlanta, but it's better than what I've definitely had in other places. How did you like the uh, lamb tips? They they weren't bad. They're pretty good. Okay. Now, where would you recommend um, the best... Ethiopian food because you're you've lived in DC before, which people argue DC's great, Atlanta's great, but that's not what you're telling me. What are you telling me is the best? I'm telling you. Oh wait. Of, Where do you think is the best? Um, having had Ethiopian food in Paris, San Diego, DC, New York, hands down, it goes to Lollibella in Chicago. Lalibella in Chicago. What is Lalibella? Where is it downtown? No, it's um, it's actually north side of Chicago, which is a largely immigrant community. Um, mm. A lot of African communities live there, and um, there's a fairly sizable Ethiopian population up there, um, surprisingly. And uh, always surprisingly, when I'm like, the hottest locations end up coldest cities in America, but we know why you're in the North. We know why you are in the North. American history is trash. Okay, go ahead. I'm... No, you're right, though, but uh, Lollibella, that hands down the, um, and if you ever, seriously, we, we gotta go because the tilapia, uh, the tilapia is the reason to be there. Uh, uh, the whole reason to go. I don't care what they say. They simmer that in some tomato, some onion, and a little sauce. <laughs> and that tilapia tastes like real fish to me. Do you, is it chopped up and do you still eat it with the injera? No, actually, they, they serve it whole. Mm-hmm. And um, you, you eat it with the injera, but they serve it whole and you just kind of break Pick away, away from it. it. When my friends and I do it, it's usually about five of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get two. 
because it goes fast. Well, I'm here. We have a tilapia <laughs> date in you, Chicago. You got to do it. My friend's mom, and I know I'm just rambling, but my friend's mom, she's real snooty, L.A. Mm. Um, she's the head of nursing at Cedar sinai like super snooty. And so I took my friend there. She loved it. She was like, I got to take my mom. Her mom goes, and she refuses to eat with her hands, so she's doing it with the fork. Stop she, it. I know. Ridiculous, right? <laughs> Ridiculous. But let me tell you how much she loved it. She gets back, they get back to the south side of Chicago, and she says, baby, I think I'm a, we're going to go back up there and get a little bit more of that tilapia before I leave. And what? they drove back up there, and they got that. They got a tilapia to go for her flight to L.A. Oh, that's yeah. so sweet. It's it's really good. Put your fork and knife then. You're going to eat this Ethiopian food with this damn okay. crazy. Do it right. Right. Come on, cookie. And she goes by cookie, by the way. <laughs> Why, thank you. So when we run into her, we'll know how to address her. Always a food oh, mission. Please. Now, our... What do I call you? Vegetarian? Vegetarian? Friend here. What did you end up going to eat? Vag- our vegetarian went had to leave and go out to, to find some vegetables to eat. What did you find at this late hour? If you're in Atlanta on a weekday around 11 p.m., you can... I got a veggie omelet. A veggie omelet. At which location? At some metro cafe. Not too far away. Well, I hope it is delicious, but it's not going to be as good as meat. All right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Layover. This is so, let me tell you how much I miss them so much. Literally, training is just like pledging. Your whole pledge class, like, it brings you so close together. You either want to kill each other by the end or your best friend. And you know what's funny? You and I didn't, we, we didn't really talk during training because you were in a different section. Now, we were in the same section. You were my accountable item. You know it. This was hilarious because both their names are Aaron, so it doesn't even matter who I dress because you ain't going to know who I'm talking to anyway. But, so you were my accountable item in my section. Love. Ever since day one, we didn't really get close until our base training because you were in a different yeah. section and we hardly even spoke because stress and test taking. So it was like we never really. I, really I remember seeing you in passing and maybe exactly. if somebody ducked their head in somebody else's yeah. class, but I think it was the base. Our first trip was together. And our first trip was yeah. together. That amazing. And then you left me <laughs> and you transferred to all that city. And I actually have seen you more since I've left, which is funny. That is hilarious. That's true. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's true. Yay! <laughs> well, this is amazing. I love it. I love it so much. As my grandmother says, I get paid to go visit friends and yeah. she's going to tell so I can get fired. I was like, girl, don't. Don't do that, girl. Don't do that. I was like, I need my layovers <laughs> to see all of my loves. I love it. So I'm happy. This is. To pick, okay, see, now let me tell you how this isn't going to work. <laughs> he wants me to come pick a trip up out of Atlanta so I can fly together. But can we please fly together? I would pick a trip up. If we had the same days off, I will pick a trip up to come fly with you. What I'm not going to do is change my entire base for a month and get trash trips out of a base that I have to commute to to fly. That's what I'm not going to do. But no. let's do a trip together and go somewhere fun. Cause, yeah, we could all try to find a Rio. Yeah, I see a lot of a lot of our classmates go to really cool places together. So we need to definitely play that. That's going to be fun. I don't care. Anywhere with y'all is going to be hilarious. So much fun. 
Good times. Good times. <laughs>